This bonus edition of Relate to the Bible podcast is called Jesus Told His Disciples It's Easier for a Camel to Go Through the Eye of a Needle Than for a Rich Man to Enter the Kingdom of Heaven. Do any inconsistencies in recording this disprove that Jesus said this or that Jesus is the Son of God? Some Christians are confused by those who tell them the Bible is full of lies because there are inconsistencies in it. Additionally, some buy into the idea that these inconsistencies disprove that Jesus is the Son of God. I believe that God created you with a good mind to decide for yourself if any inconsistencies in the Bible really are significant and if they disprove that Jesus is the Son of God. I have yet to find anything that does, but you need to decide for yourself. I will research Jesus is telling his disciples that it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven to see if there are any significant inconsistencies. I will use the King James Version of the Bible, also known as NKJV of the Bible, and the internet is needed for clarification. Sometimes it will say both he and him within the same Bible verse. I will put within brackets who is speaking and who is being spoken to if it isn't clear by the text. Additionally, I will put my analysis, comments, and opinions within brackets for those who choose to get on biblical proof at https colon double backslash biblical proof b-i-b-l-i-c-a-l-p-r-o-o-f dot blogspot b-l-o-g-s-p-o-t dot com or do biblical inconsistencies really matter? And you can find that at https colon, double backslash, biblical inconsistencies, B-I-B-L-I-C-A-L-I-N-C-O-N-S-I-S-T-E-N-C-I-E-S dot blogspot, B-L-O-G-S-P-O-T dot com to read through the research I've shared. And those are two blogs I felt led to create so I could show this information, this research I've been analyzing so people can read it and then make their own decisions. Now I'll list the Bible passages that relate to Jesus saying this and then I copy and paste the things that are from those passages to analyze them further. Matthew 19 16 through 30 says, Now behold, one came and said to him, which is Jesus, Good teacher, what good things shall I do that I may have eternal life? So he, which is Jesus, said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but one, that is God. But if you want to enter into life, keep the commandments. He, which is the man, said to him, which is Jesus, which one? Jesus said, You shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not bear false witness, honor your father and your mother, and you shall love your neighbors as yourself. The young man said to him, which is Jesus, all these things I have kept from my youth. What do I still lack? Jesus said to him, if you want to be perfect, go sell what you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven and come follow me. But when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful for he had great possessions. Then Jesus said to his disciples, assuredly, I say to you that this is hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. And again, I say to you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. When his disciples heard it, they were greatly astonished, saying, who then can be saved? But Jesus looked at them and said to them, 
With men, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. Then Peter answered and said to him, which is Jesus, see, we have left all and followed you. Therefore, what shall we have? So Jesus said to them, assuredly, I say to you that the re- that in the regeneration, when the Son of Man is, sits on the throne of his glory, you who have followed me will also sit on the 12 thrones, judging the 12 tribes of Israel. And everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my name's sake shall receive a hundredfold and inherit eternal life. But many who are first will be last and the last first. Mark 10, verses 17 through 31 says, And now as he, which is Jesus, was going on the road, one came running, knelt before him, which is Jesus. Good teacher, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? So Jesus said to him, why do you call me good? No one is good, but one, and that is God. You know the commandments, do not commit adultery, do not murder, do not steal, do not bear false witness, do not defraud, honor your mother, your father and your mother. And he answered and said to him, which is Jesus. The man is saying to Jesus, teacher, all these things I have kept from my youth. Then Jesus looked at, looking at him, loved him and said to him, one thing you lack, go your way. So whatever you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven and come take up the cross and follow me. But as he, but he was sad. He, the man was sad at this word and went away sorrowful for he had great possessions. Then Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, how hard it is for those who have riches to enter the kingdom of God. And the disciples were astonished at his words. But Jesus answered again and said to them, Children, how hard is it for those who trust in riches to enter the kingdom of God? It's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. And they were greatly astonished, saying among themselves, Who then can be saved? But Jesus looked at them and said, "When With men it is impossible, but with God but with God, for with God, all things are possible. Then Peter began to say to him, which is Jesus, see, we have left all and followed you. So Jesus answered and said, assuredly, I say to you, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake and the gospels who shall not receive a hundredfold now in this time, houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions and in the age to come eternal life but many who are first will be last and the last first Luke 18 verses 18 through 30 says now a certain ruler asked him which he's asking Jesus saying good teacher what shall I do to inherit eternal life so Jesus said to him why do you call me good no one is good but one and that is God You know the commandments, do not commit adultery, do not murder, do not steal, do not bear false witness, honor your father and your mother. And he said, all these things I have kept from my youth. So when Jesus heard these things, he, which is Jesus, said to him, which is the man or the ruler, you still lack one thing, sell all that you have and distribute to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven and come follow me. But when he, which is the the ruler, heard this, he became very sorrowful, for he was very rich. And when Jesus saw that, he became very sorrowful. He, which is Jesus, said, how hard is it for those who have riches to enter the kingdom of God? 
For it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. And those who heard it said, who then can be saved? But he, which is Jesus, said, the things which are impossible with men are possible with God. Then Peter said, see, we have left all and followed you. So he, which is Jesus, said to them, surely I say to you, there is no one who has left house or parents or brothers or wives or children for the sake of the kingdom of God, who shall not receive many times more in this present time and in the time in the age to come eternal life. The Gospel of John does not have this recorded about Jesus saying about uh, it's easier for a camel go to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. So I tell you when I'm um, giving opinions or letting you know things, and I do it within brackets for those people that go on the blog sites to check out the research further, but I try to let you know when I'm saying those things as I'm uh, sharing this podcast with you. So this is within brackets. First of all, I need to see if there are any inconsistencies. It is inconsistent that the Gospel of John didn't have it recorded that Jesus said it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than a rich man to enter heaven. And the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, and Luke did. But is it significant? Mark 3, so this is where I copy things and I analyze it to see if it's significant. Mark 3, 14 through 15 says, Then he, which is Jesus, appointed 12, that they might be with him, and that he, which is Jesus, might send them out to preach and have power to heal sickness and to cast out demons. And this is within brackets, in that Jesus sent out the disciples at different times to preach and to heal. Not all of the disciples would necessarily be there to witness this or any event. If this is the cause for it not being reported in the Gospel of John, it's not significant. Also within brackets. Also, each writer of the Bible uses his own writing style. Some write with more detail, some with less. And there are some who only add information that hasn't been included in what has already been written about an event or situation. Some share eyewitness information and some record the testimony of those who are eyewitnesses to an event or situation. And that I can't tell for sure why this information wasn't included in the Gospel of John doesn't appear to be significant. It was recorded in three different Gospels in the New Testament, and that is enough to determine if there are significant differences between what has been recorded or not. The next thing to examine is where this took place. I will copy and paste the portions below to better examine any differences to see if they are significant. Matthew 19, verse 16 says, Now behold, one came and said to him, and he's talking to Jesus, Good teacher, what good things shall I do that I might I may have eternal life? Matthew 19, 1 says, so I went beyond what the passage was just about the eye of a needle because I was trying to find out where it took place. So Matthew 19, 1 says, Now it came to pass when Jesus had finished these sayings that he departed from Galilee and came to the region of Judea beyond the Jordan. Mark 10, 17 says, now as he, which is Jesus, was going out on the road, one came running, knelt before him, and that him is Jesus, he knelt before Jesus. Good teacher, what shall I do that I might inherit eternal life? So I needed to find out where it took place. And so I went to 
before that portion of the writing about the camel and the eye of the needle. And Mark 10 verse 1 says, Then he, which is Jesus, arose from there and came to the region of Judea by the other side of the Jordan. And multitudes gathered to him again, and as he was the custom, he taught them again. Luke 18, verse 18 says, Now a certain ruler asked him, which was Jesus, saying, Good teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? So I went back to the beginning of the chapter, and it didn't say it there. So I went, just kept going back, back, back until I found out where they were. So Luke 17, verse 11 says, Now it happened as he, which was Jesus, went to Jerusalem, that he, which is Jesus, passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Okay, this is within brackets. I had to check this several times to make sure, but Matthew and Mark both say that Jesus came to the region of Judea. I checked on the internet to check out Luke 17, 11 to make sure that when Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem, it was consistent with Gospel of Mark and Matthew, saying that Jesus came to the region of Judea. I found the following map on Good Morning God at https colon double backslash and it's going to say good morning god site g-o-o-d-m-o-r-n-i-n-g-g-o-d-s-i-t-e dot files f-i-l-e-s dot wordpress w-o-r-d-p-r-e-s-s dot com slash 2017 slash two but it's zero two slash Tiberius, and it's all lowercase, T-I-B-E-R-I-U-S hyphen, Caesar, C-A-E-S-A-R hyphen, Arius, A-R-E-A-S dot G-I-F, question mark, lowercase w, equal sign 364. And I have a map for those who look at it on my blog. So when they're researching the information and all I can do is describe it. And that's what I'm going to do now. In critically analyzing this map in relation to the passages above, if Jesus left from Galilee, as stated in Matthew 19.1, Jesus would have gone through Samaria to get to the region of Judea, which is beyond the Jordan. And I have it within brackets river because it just says it's Jordan, but they're talking about the Jordan River. Mark 10.1 doesn't state Jesus's starting point, but says he came to the region of Judea, by the other side of the Jordan, and I have river again bracketed, which is also accurate. In checking out Luke 17, 11, several times, Jesus would have gone through both Galilee and Samaria on his way to Jerusalem, although it doesn't exactly say that Jesus stopped in the region of Judea. In my opinion, since Jerusalem is in the region of Judea, if Jesus had arrived in Jerusalem, they would have worded Luke 17, 11 differently. So Jesus Stopping in the region of Judea on the way to Jerusalem is very plausible. And that is at least 62 miles from Galilee to Jerusalem and part of Samaria is rocky and hilly. They would have had to stop periodically on the road to Jerusalem. Within brackets, it says the next inconsistency is to check out who the man was that asked Jesus questions. Matthew 19, 16, 20 says, Now behold, one came and said to him, and he's talking to Jesus, Good teacher, what good things shall I do that I may have eternal life? So he, which is Jesus, said to him, 
Why do you call me good? No one is good but one, that is God. But if you want to enter into life, keep the commandments. He said to him, which is Jesus, which ones? Jesus said, you shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not bear false witness, honor your father and your mother, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. The young man said to him, and he's talking to Jesus, all these things I have kept from my youth, what do I still lack? Mark 10, 17 says, now as he, which is Jesus, was going out on the road, one came running, knelt before him, which is Jesus, good teacher, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? Luke 18, verse 18 says, now a certain ruler asked him, which is Jesus, saying, good teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? So this is within brackets. In examining, examining these three passages, the gospel of Matthew 19, 1 says, one came and said to him, which is Jesus, but in verse 20 refers to him as a young man. Mark 10, verse 17, one says, one came running, but in verse 20, it says, and he answered and said to him, which is Jesus. The reason that's significant is when it says one, it could be a lady or a man or, you know, so I had to go until I found something that distinguished who it was. And that said a young man. Um, Luke 18, verse 18 calls the person questioning Jesus a ruler. Okay. It isn't Jesus is a ruler. The person questioning Jesus was a ruler. Are these inconsistencies and are they significant? Well, it really doesn't. Well, does it really matter if the man questioning Jesus was young or some other age range? Not really. Could it be that the man was young and a ruler or some other age range and a ruler? Sure. So none of these details are really significant and don't alter the conversation the man had with Jesus. In evaluating the wording of the three gospel passages, all three have the person asking Jesus what has to be done to inherit eternal life. And all three, when the person asked which commandments to keep after Jesus told them to keep the commandments, Jesus said, you shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not bear false witness, honor your father and your mother, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Those are all consistent. Also within brackets, the next portion to examine for inconsistencies is whether the man tells Jesus that he has kept the commandments all his life, is where the man tells Jesus this, and asks what more he has to do. Matthew 19, 20 through 22 says, the young man said to him, which is said it to Jesus, all these things I have kept from my youth. What do I still lack? And Jesus said to him, if you want to be perfect, Go sell what you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven and come follow me. But when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful for he had great possessions. Mark 10 verse 20 verses 20 through 22 says, and he answered and said to him, which was Jesus, teacher, all these things I've kept from my youth. And Jesus looking at him, loved him and said to him, one thing you lack, go your way, sell whatever you have and give to the poor. And you will have treasure in heaven and come take up the cross and follow me. But he was sad at this word and went away sorrowful for he had great possessions. Luke 18 verses 22 through 23 says, And he said, All these things I have kept from my youth. So when Jesus heard these things, he, which is Jesus, said to him, 
You still lack one thing. Sell all that you have and distribute to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven, and come follow me. But when he heard this, he became very sorrowful, for he was very rich. Within brackets, it says, the things I'm seeing are very minor. And Matthew, the man, asked what he still lacked. And Mark and Luke, it is Jesus that tells the man what he still lacks. Are those inconsistencies significant? Not at all. It says about the same basic thing. Within brackets, it says, when Jesus responds to the man's question, each of the three Gospels have Jesus saying that the man should sell what he has and give the money to the poor, telling him that he will have treasure in heaven and should come follow him, which is Jesus. But the man goes away sorrowful because he has many possessions and, and is rich. Those parts are all consistent. Next, we will look at when Jesus talks about the camel going through the eye of a needle. Matthew 19, 23 through 24 says, Then Jesus said to his disciples, Surely I say to you that it is hard for rich men to enter the kingdom of heaven. And again, I say to you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. Mark 10, 23 through 25 says, Then Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, How hard is it for those who have riches to enter the kingdom of God? And the disciples were astonished at his words. But Jesus answered again and said to them, Children, how hard is it for those who trust in riches to enter the kingdom of God? It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. Luke 18 verses 24 through 25 says, And when Jesus saw that he had become very sorrowful, that's the man, then he, which is Jesus, said, how hard is it for those who have riches to enter the kingdom of God? For it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. So within brackets, it says, in examining these, there are only minor differences in wording. In keeping with the different apostles saying, uh, saying or paraphrasing what Jesus said, but they all basically say the same thing. We will look at how the disciples responded to Jesus's comment about how it's difficult for a rich man to enter the king, enter heaven and Jesus's reply. Matthew 19, 25 through 26 says, when his disciples heard it, they were greatly astonished, saying, who can be saved? But Jesus looked at them and said to them, with men, this is possible, but with God, all things are possible. Mark 10, 26 through 28 says, and they were greatly astonished, saying among themselves, Who then can be saved? But Jesus looked at them and said, With men it is impossible, but not with God, for with God all things are possible. Luke 18, 26 through 26 says, And those who heard it said, Who then can be saved? But he, which is Jesus, said, All things which are impossible with men are possible with God. Within brackets, I have written the three Gospels are pretty consistent with this portion of the text. Now we will look at Peter's question of Jesus. Matthew 19, verse 20 says, Then Peter answered and said to him, when he's talking to Jesus, See, we have left all and followed you. Therefore, what shall we have? Mark 10, 28 says, Then Peter began to say to him, which is Jesus, See, we have, all, we have left all and followed you. Luke 18, 28 says, then Peter said, see, we have left all and followed you. Within brackets, I've written all three gospel passages are pretty consistent, although the gospel of Matthew spells out more precisely what 
the what Peter was asking, what shall we have? We will examine Jesus's response to Peter. Matthew 19, 28 through 30 says, So Jesus said to them, Assuredly, I say to you that in the regeneration, when the Son of Man sits on the throne of his glory, you will have followed me. You who have followed me will also sit on 12 thrones, judging the 12 tribes of Israel. And everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my name's sake shall receive a hundredfold and inherit eternal life. But many who are first will be last and the last first. Mark 10 verses 29 through 31 says, So Jesus answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake and the gospels who shall not receive a hundredfold now in this time houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions and in the age to come, eternal life. But many who are first will be last and the last first. Luke 18 verses 29 through 30 says, So he, which is Jesus, said to them, Assuredly, I say to you, there is no one who has left house or parents or brothers or wife or children for the sake of the kingdom of God, who shall not receive many more Many times more in the present time and in the age to come eternal life. Within brackets, I, I have noted well in examining Jesus' response to Peter in the three Gospels. Matthew's report includes more information and Luke's less, which is very common for the writers of the Bible and for writers in 2020. Some write with more detail and some with less, but pretty much they all are still saying the same basic thing and are pretty consistent. Also within brackets, it says in conclusion, after evaluating all the passages related to Jesus telling his disciples it's easier for a camel to go through an eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven, there are only minimal inconsistencies with little to no significance. There is nothing that disproves that Jesus said this to his disciples, and there definitely is nothing that even comes close to disproving that Jesus is the Son of God. Additionally, I've heard some say that Jesus wasn't talking about a literal eye of a sewing needle, but instead the narrow gate opening into Jerusalem. Either way, it's not significant. The point was that it's difficult for a camel to go through it, and it's difficult for a rich person to give up their possessions, even when to do so would allow him eternal life in the kingdom of God. In the kingdom of God. Of course, none of this is impossible because if we give up worldly things that interfere in our focus of following Jesus and continue to love him as our Savior, we can someday join him in heaven. Within brackets, it says, in parting, I would like to remind you that it is important that we as Christians don't let others confuse us by trying to have us focus on insignificant inconsistencies in the Bible, which are often more related to writing style or paraphrasing things than anything of consequence. Remember what John 3, 16 through 21 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He who believes in him, which is Jesus, is not condemned, 
But he who does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation that the light has come into the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his deeds should be exposed. But he who does the truth comes to the light and that his deeds may be clearly seen that they have been done in God. So continue to focus on Jesus and turn your life to him. He is the true light of the world. I want you to know that since this is an example of the positive influence God has made on my life through the Bible, this podcast that I shared with you may not reflect all of the whole meaning of the Bible verses and passages I have shared. They're just how this particular Bible verse or passage related to my life and how it makes the Bible more personal to me in my daily walk with Christ. Thank you for joining us at Relate to the Bible. I look forward to you joining us next time where you will hear more examples of how you can relate the Bible in ways that are especially meaningful to you.